This is the Gambling Gauchos. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos After Dark, brought to you by Barna Howard and Williams. We hope you never need to call them, but if you do, you can. Red Raider owned. Like 17 Red Raider degrees between these guys. Uh, great day of Big 12 action. Um, Texas Tech obviously with the win. Texas falls again. Oklahoma State. And Kansas State and TCU in action currently. Kansas as well this morning. Um, Kyle, where do you want to start, man? I think we ought to start – well, the, the big ones are TCU, K-State, and Texas, Oklahoma State. We can start in Stillwater because I think that game was kind of like an elimination game of sorts in the Big 12 title race. So I guess we can start there and then work our way across the Big 12. Absolutely. I think Oklahoma State uh, saved their season, quite frankly. Um can we put to bed the, the Quinn Ewers stuff? If Quinn Ewers was healthy, they'd be undefeated. Can we, can we end that? Yeah, I think so. And, and I, I said as much when uh, when Tech beat Texas. You know, Hudson Card played a good game. He had one bad interception, but besides that, he was efficient. He was accurate. It, it didn't seem like they were lacking a quarterback without Quinn Ewers. And today they had him. He played dreadfully. And so, yeah, I think it is absolutely time to put that narrative to bed. As we kind of try to formulate power rankings through these kind of things, as you kind of see everyone playing each other now, is it, it – I mean, is it TCU and Oklahoma State on a collision course? Or do you think Kansas State and Texas and, I don't know, Texas Tech mathematically still in it can, can maybe make some noise throughout the end of this thing? It definitely seems like TCU and Oklahoma State are the two favorites. You know, it would be – not a shock, but a surprise if somebody else got to that title game with two losses. I guess K-State could get there with one conference loss, um, even after losing tonight, you know, if they won out. But uh, it, it, it seems like it's trending toward TCU, Oklahoma State. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see if some of these two-loss teams have anything to say about it. But, um, yeah, it kind of it kind of seems hard to see a different outcome at this point, but not impossible. And kind of as the the teams that weren't involved in the conference championship race today, uh, Texas Tech looks really good. Baylor looks really good for a half. And then Kansas kind of almost came all the way back. I don't know how much of that game you got to watch, but Baylor, are they good or not? I can't figure Baylor out. They, I think if they were good, they would have – they would have shown us more by now. And I only saw the first half of that game. And so it was like, I don't know, 28 to three at one point. And so I was like, okay, yeah, like Baylor's bouncing back, Kansas stinks. And then I see the final score in the stadium. And I'm like, well, never mind, I guess. Cause that was, I, I guess it wound up being a, a somewhat competitive game. I mean, they, they covered and, you know, it was a two possession game, but they don't look like a team that can really just put anybody away by three or four possessions like Texas Tech did today. And, you know, they could still win. I don't know. They could still have like a winning record in conference play, but they don't seem like a good enough team to just absolutely put somebody away like that, you know? Yeah, they could never put West Virginia away. Um, And then you have Texas Tech today putting away West Virginia. 
Baylor getting a big lead. So as you kind of look ahead at some of these matchups in the next couple of weeks, I don't know. I feel pretty good about Texas Tech Baylor. Um, TCU has to feel good. I think uh, they go to Morgantown. Um, that passing attack is going to hurt West Virginia pretty bad, I think. Um, I mean, is Oklahoma – did we learn anything about them on the bye? No. Um, so I do think it's pretty much the four teams that played today. Are we putting Kansas State out of the conversation? I mean, no. Is Adrian Martinez hurt? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Kansas State, to a large extent, still controls their own destiny if they beat Oklahoma State. You know, I think it kind of boils down to TCU plus the winner of that K-State-Oklahoma State game. And then Texas kind of, I guess, in fourth in that type of conversation. Who's fifth? Um, The winner of Tech versus Baylor next week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Do you want to get to um, our first uh, speaker? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Chase, you got to tell us uh, who is the biggest contender to TCU oh. and who's the worst team in the Big 12. All right, worst teams. Unfortunately, sorry, uh, Larry. It's it's still Iowa State. You're 0-4. I'm sorry. Uh, so Cyclones, you're last. TCU, I hope you get another $50,000 fine because you're rushing the field right now, beating a team that you're more highly ranked than. Um, don't get that. I started with uh, TCU's favorite. I started with like three questions and it quickly elevated to like 10 questions. So I'll leave them to like the mailbag. And like, Rob, first one you have to answer tomorrow is the profile picture. What more background on that? Um, I'm glad we could put Quinn Ewers to bed now because it's the cute story's over. You were not going to be 10 and two and be in the playoff. We all knew it. It's just some ESPN propaganda and whatever, whoever else was covering that crap. Uh, first question I have, I have two questions and so I'm going to leave the other eight to the mailbag. First question is, is Maddie okay? Like we, we all need to know, is he alive? Is he in jail? Is he Okay. Second question, uh, will Rob break sober October when I'm in Lubbock next week? Uh, have to know. I want to go to a brewery. I want to be with Rob. Can he go to November 2nd? That's what I need to know. I'll answer the first one, then I'll let Rob take the second one. Um, Maddie, as of five minutes ago when I stepped outside to start Gouches After Dark, he was just fine and not in jail. And so I hope it is still the case. Um, but yeah, he's, he's doing good. The real thing is we could go ask him to speak. If you want to talk to him, if you want to talk to Maddie, no, you got to uh, get Maddie on. We need to hear if, this, this voice. We got to hear it. We need, I to can get it. like 12 picadors on this. In oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so pissed the as a photo edit this weekend. I, like, hey, they want to say hi to the spaces. <laughs> what up? Hey, what up? Hey. 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 There you go. Cathartic. Uh, <laughs> the other question, if Texas Tech beats Baylor, October ends on the 29th. I'll say that much. All right. So I'll, I'll give a third question. Just and Kyle, do the math tomorrow. Let's let's just be homers and say Tech finishes nine and three. They run home field. They beat the shit out of Iowa State. Sorry for the language for your mother-in-laws. And 
they upset TCU. Could we be in Arlington when my child is born? Yeah, I mean, I think it is trending to where it is somewhat likely that a two-loss team gets to Arlington. Um, whether that's Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, I mean, they all – so Texas has two losses now in the conference. K-State, Oklahoma State have one apiece, still have to play each other. Um, so TCU as a front runner. It kind of doesn't matter if they get there with zero or one. I think that their opponent – it's probably like what 50 50 that their opponent has two losses so yeah if you do if you win the next two and you have a victory over tcu under your belt and only two conference losses then you look at the last three games and think that you know you'd have a shot you'd, you'd have the tiebreaker over texas you'd have the tiebreaker over tcu if there's a tie there the problem would be that it would be so jumbled based on like how everybody finishes. So you lost Oklahoma State and Kansas State head-to-head. If they had two losses, I don't know how that would shake out. Like if there's a three-way, two-loss team tie, I don't know how they would do that. But I guess there's a chance. I mean, that's a that's a long shot. If you, I mean, you have to go 5-0 and o to even see if it's in the cards. But I wouldn't rule it out because I do think that a two-loss team will be in Arlington. Yeah, I think something I, I, wild would happen. I think something wild would have to happen with TC losing two as well, and you need Texas Tech to own the tiebreaker with TCU because they don't own it with Kansas State or Oklahoma State. That's the tough part. No, I, I agree on that part. And so, like, I'm going to get off here in a second, let Chuck hop in. But uh, one, I just want to say to all the parlay picadors out there, I'm excited for you guys to bring those backdrops out tomorrow. I'm happy for that little brainchild that came to fruition. Um, India, good country, good customer service. And uh, just love you guys. Thank you all for doing this. Love you too, Chase. What's up, Chuck? Do we even know what the Big 12 tiebreaker is? Because that's what we're going to end up with. Like we're gonna, It's going to be a, a Big 12 South 2008 situation. And uh, we're going to have three teams with one loss, trifecta of sorts. What is it now? Do y'all know? Is it something reasonable? Not they're, they're, the highest ranks in the AP poll? Something like, I don't know, points scored or something? It is. I think it's point. There's At one point, it was points four in conference play. But I'm not sure that it's even that anymore. It might be a point differential. Isn't that why Aranda kicked a field goal last year when they were already beating? Oh, yes, by? that's exactly right. Yeah, Kyle, but, but that's you're, differential. You're our rain so man. That's why. Points. Hey, but hey, go with me here. This is a long shot, but I think that there's a scenario where Texas Tech, Texas, TCU, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State could all have two losses. Dude, inject it into my veins. So, I mean, like, I mean, you can do tiebreaker, but if you have five teams and their own head to heads and like it kind of just crumbles I, I think what it would be at that point is like your record against the other two three or four teams that you're tied with and they would do it that way yes that sounds familiar i think i mean i don't know enough to disagree with you there um one i'll save my ewer slander for the discord because i could go i could go on but uh kyle push-up update haven't seen anything in a few days shoot man um <laughs> I'll be honest here. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll we'll be accountable. I, so I did the push-ups for like six or seven days there, and then it hasn't happened since. So, well, I, I, mean, I don't surely think a guy that could take up. surely a guy that could take down a bear 
can do a few hundred push-ups every day for the rest I of the mean, month. You would think, but <laughs> I don't know if it's going to shake out that way, Chuck, <laughs> if we're being honest. I might, I might need an extension into November, and like, I think I can get it done by Thanksgiving if I can get an extension on it. This was this was a commitment that you made to your co-host. You didn't make it to us. We are just your accountability. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all have a good night, guys. You too, man. Thanks for chiming in. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out, Kyle. Sounds good. Uh, um, a big pop from the Picadors, though. So we're going to recap more in depth. Uh, Tech versus West Virginia. Um, the last game. I mean, we we talked about a little bit Baylor versus Kansas, and is Baylor good? We can kind of go a little more in depth on that but you and i both and and people can pull the tape if they don't believe it but when kansas started 5-0 and they had game day you and i both said there's a very real chance that they're about to go 0-7 and, and they're like halfway there right now um they fall to 5-3 and three, and some of that is that their quarterback is injured but their quarterback wasn't going to stop oklahoma from scoring 52 points their quarterback wasn't going to stop tcu from scoring 38 points um, so, I mean, they have other issues besides just that. And I'm not saying that that it's no big deal to lose a guy like JT Daniels uh, or, or Jalen Daniels, excuse me. Um, but are we still on that prediction? Do you do you think they'll be favored or do you think that they're going to be scrapping for bowl eligibility through the end of the season? Yeah, they're going to be scrapping. They, they might win one more, but I don't know who it is. Um, people talked about it being Texas Tech and Lubbock, but – I mean, until you lose in Lubbock, I, I don't. I'm not going to chop that up. Um, and it could happen this weekend, but I, I think at this point, Texas Tech will open as a favorite against Baylor. I think it's going to be close, and I do want to get to our um, predictions of Big Twelve opening lines. But go with me here on this storyline: if if KU does fall to five and six, their last game of the season is their in-state rival, Kansas State, and. I don't know if Kansas State is going to be playing for a Big 12 championship game appearance at that point, or if they're going to be more like a, you know, seven and four, eight and three type team by that point. I don't know, but that would be a pretty juicy storyline if Kansas was fighting for bowl eligibility for the first time in 13, 14 years, whatever it's been, against a potentially beatable Kansas State team, depending on how they look at the end of the year. Yeah, and we need to know the health of Adrian Martinez. Will Howard look good in spots tonight, but. I mean, we've seen a lot of Will Howard over the last three years. Um, he is what he is. So uh, I don't know about Kansas State right now. And if Jalen Daniels, who's been practicing, can come back, uh, Kansas is obviously a different team with him back there. Um, I like how you said it was juicy, though. That is a juicy kind of thing to pay attention to. Very juicy. Um, again, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in to – Gauchos After Dark, sponsored by Barnett, Howard, and Williams. We'll get to another uh, speaker request. We got Briggs in the queue. What's up, man? Let's go! Hey, boys. Uh, two things. Kyle, would you say this is an amazing uh, Gauchos After Dark? I've got one other question. I'll listen to the answer here. I- I'd say it's solid. You know, it's it's good for sure. I don't know if I'd go amazing. Because I don't know if we're at like an elite championship level right now, but uh, it, it is good. I'll, I'll give you that much. 
Number two, uh, hey, will you grab a couple of beers and bring them into us, um, please? And, and by the way, Maddie wants to ask a question. Hold on. If you tell me and where they are for, out here, I'll bring them in. This is for Chase, I think. Okay. Speak, man. Maddie, come on. He's gone mute. I saw Maddie. He took the phone from Briggs and just handed it right back. He was like, no, I'm not saying anything. What a rat. (laughs) Uh, We'll move on to uh, Thomas. What's up, man? How's it going tonight? Um, Great things as far as, you know, obviously a great day if it's tech wins. Texas loses, and uh, not to just steal y'all spot on the, is not on the read, people. but we had we, we we got Rahino barbecue tonight. So um, let's go. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say is, it, um, so obviously two different kinds of quarterbacks here, but does Kansas with Daniels kind of remind you of Texas Tech with Mahomes, where you know defense is just hit and miss. Uh, not even really there. And of course you could just have to have a quarterback who's keeping you in games. And now that they're out or now that Daniels is out, they're just kind of, you know, showing old Kansas. Yeah. I would say closer to 2016 Texas tech with, with Patrick, maybe not the, cause I don't think they have a Deandre Washington and a, a Jakeen Grant and a bunch of electric offensive pieces, but you certainly have some serviceable, serviceable pieces that Jalen Daniels can, uh, change a game and again I feel like I was beating a drum and getting uh, chastised for not believing in Kansas through the first four weeks but I mean again they beat Tennessee Tech and Duke like a lot of quarterbacks look good against Tennessee Tech and Duke now Duke has won some games in the ACC but uh, I just I never saw it and I think Jalen Daniels is good but I don't think he comes back and just wins the last four like Bobby Boucher in the Mud Bowl. Rob, you and Don Williams, you know, deserve a pat on the back for not buying into Kansas. Um, But I I do think there's something to be said. So, I mean, the teams, the three teams I would put at the bottom of the Big 12 right now in some kind of order, Kansas, West Virginia, and Iowa State. And the first two, if they're going to beat you, they need to win in a shootout like those not-so-great 2014 2016 texas tech type teams which i think gets to your question thomas but iowa state different animal they're such a great defensive team that they need to beat you you know 21 17 or something like that and so very different styles of play at the bottom of the big 12 and all three are capable of punching up and beating a team in the middle of the conference or maybe even more toward the top of the conference but it's going to be a totally different style and i think I think the data bears that out on West Virginia, that they're a really good offense, really bad defense. And and really, to Texas Tech's credit, they defended West Virginia better than almost anybody has this season and made them look like not such a great offense, which they, they definitely are, at least on paper. So I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, and it, it does confuse me a little bit because I'm not prepared to not say that West Virginia isn't the worst team in the Big 12, which makes the Texas Tech win today a little bit hollow. But I mean, you put up 48 and held them to 10. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a big difference. And you look around the rest of the conference, Baylor, um, 
looked bad on offense and defense in the second half against Kansas. Um, and, and you've seen that from Texas Tech this season, but they finally put together a full game, which is what Baylor has not been able to do. It's put together a full game. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. Um, we got another speaker in the queue, Alan. Uh, give us your thoughts on TCU's top contender and who you think the worst team in the Big 12 is. Uh, worst team, Iowa State has to be still. Um, just because, at least for right now, uh, you know, West Virginia has a good home win last week, last Thursday. But um, I just really want to see no, no discredit to TCU, but can they just please for once face a healthy quarterback? Like, I, I feel so bad for K-State tonight. Um, and, and it wasn't just Martinez. It was just they had some – I was following Kurtz's page. He was saying that there were some defenders, some linebackers that were out too. But um, we wanted to see everybody at full strength, of course. But it just really, really was sad to see that. Um, but I think that – I think Iowa State for sure is still the worst, no question. Um, but uh wouldn't surprise me at all if – that game next week, TCU goes to Morgantown is a little bit crazy. We know that's a hard pace to play. I'm not saying TCU is going to lose. I'm just saying that that could be a that could get out of hand after West Virginia getting smacked today. So we'll see. But just my thoughts. I think you're right. You know, and uh, Morgantown is not a super easy place to play, even. You know, like in the seasons where they're not so good or when Iowa State isn't so good, a place like Morgantown or Ames, it's tough for those Texas schools to travel to and win. And so, you know, a Baylor, for as good as Baylor has been several years in the Big 12 era, they've still never won in Morgantown. So That's just unbelievable to think about. It's really it's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, I don't know if I would go as far as to like predict an upset. I mean, we'll see what the spread is on that game, but I could I could see that game being competitive with as yeah. as suspect as TCU's defense has been. I could see a high scoring affair where you know it's um, it's a the kind of game where either team can win it in the fourth quarter. And obviously TCU is the better team, but you know I I wouldn't necessarily expect them to just go in there and win by three possessions and it not be a competitive game in the second half. Yeah. Yep. Does anybody know? what happened with Martinez tonight. I, I I haven't been really keeping up with it, but I, I just I didn't I couldn't see or read anything or heard anything. Just curious if anybody knows anything. I have not seen and um we can put the word out any Kansas State fans in the chat. Uh, I know you're pretty broken up right now, but if, if you have any information on Adrian Martinez, I have not actually seen um anybody say a definite thing and then will howard was out for a couple of plays and a drive but uh he got back out there yeah and their third stringer threw a, a, a pick during that time which was just a huge blow yeah, for and him. his first his yeah. first throw yeah 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 and with with martinez i mean it obviously it's not something serious because he's still in full pads wearing a helmet on the sideline like he's not even in the locker room for any kind of examination but obviously it wasn't good enough to go back in so i don't know i haven't seen either or heard um but it seems like a little bit of a strange deal i guess we'll maybe learn more um later tonight or maybe tomorrow on what his status is but i hope he's able to come back 
he threw a ball really wide. Did he just get benched? Uh, I mean, hey guys, this is Jake. I, I mean, I was watching the end of the game, and I've wa- I, I was looking all over Twitter trying to figure it out. Um, they have no idea from the game because they didn't have a sideline reporter to find out. Uh, but they're they're thinking it might be a hip injury of some sort. I don't know, but. Yeah, that's all they all they know for sure right now is I don't know, but they're thinking hip injury. So, how did FS1 not have a silent reporter? That's unreal to think about. Yeah, uh, I'll chime in on that too. They, if y'all can hear me, they did mention on the broadcast Brando at one point said something kind of alluding to the fact, and it sounded like he might have had some inside info, but was trying to cover it up. But who knows that. Um, Martinez may not have been a hundred percent from the get go and Kansas state didn't really want to broadcast that. And they may have wanted to try him out for a few series and see how it went. So there's that speculation out there as well. And while I've got your attention, I just want y'all to know those of you going to TCU in two weeks, they have $3 beer from gates open until 30 minutes before kickoff. Just felt like that needed to get out there. Awesome. Should we let uh, Beyonce Barbie in? That, that seems like a uh, a Russian bot. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think we just got Alan Corbin in. What's up, Alan? Gauchos, Gaucho Nation. How are you all doing tonight? Fantastic. Uh, right now, I'm against my therapist's wishes. I am doing the Laramie test tonight. Wyoming up 17-7 on Utah State starting the second half. Um, To Texas Tech matters, when do we think about Sonny Dykes starting his late-season swoon? Because it's happened every year he's had a supposedly good team. So does that happen against Tech or does that happen against um, Texas after they play Tech? I mean, could it happen in Morgantown? I I really don't want to come across as like sour grapes and stuff, but and, and I mean, hey, it's hard to go undefeated in any league under any circumstances. But but, th- but they've caught some serious breaks, right? Like I'm not being, I'm not in denial saying that, am I? Are they maybe not quite as good as their record says? Major breaks, major breaks. I just feel like I they mean, have caught a lot of breaks and. Every time I see them play, they look extremely beatable. If you put Tech out there and their performance today against West Virginia, against what TCU did today, I, I have a good feeling that Tech would have a good chance to win that game on the last possession. I don't have any qualms about saying that. And that's not be, being a Tech homer either. I just – I watching the amount of TCU football I've seen this year, they just – they seem beatable if Tech's playing their best game. I am really excited to see that that fan base um, show up or not show up in Texas Tech fans to run them out of the building because they've been talking a lot of trash about it. Uh, but we do have a game in between. Kyle, do you want to try to predict some lines here for next week in the Big 12? Yeah, do you have the games pulled up? Yes, I can get them. All right, yeah. Hit me with them and I'll give you my best guess. All right, first is Oklahoma State going to Manhattan. Uh, no Adrian Martinez likely. Um, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Yeah, that's hard to say without knowing Adrian Martinez's status. Um, 
I would expect Oklahoma State to be maybe a really slight favorite. Um, with the uncertainty on 9 a.m., I would say maybe Oklahoma State minus three. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say two and a half. Yeah, I think right in there. Anybody else have a Oklahoma State-Kansas State line prediction? Uh, Jeff Kings has a line out, but I'm not going to go public with oh, what unless are, you want me to. What, what do they have? Yeah. Uh, K-State minus three. Okay. I think that will yeah, shift we'll, after after tonight's we'll result shift. plus maybe the injury uncertainty. Uh, up next, TCU at West Virginia in Morgantown. Um, are we looking at a full touchdown here on the road? No, I, I really don't think so. Um, I think it'll be in the like four, four to six range. I'll, I'll, I'll just split the difference there. I'll, I'll say TCU minus five. Okay, I'll trade on. I'll trade on that. I, five and a half, six maybe, but we'll see. Because it, I mean, it closed at minus four today with West Virginia and Texas Tech and Lubbock, so. This might give West Virginia a little bit of credit for being better in Morgantown. I think if it's if it's all the way at if if I'm off on this and it's seven or more, I'd probably jump on that. I think that would be a, a byproduct of you know the public sentiment on West Virginia being probably too low. Yeah. And uh, if I can get a full touchdown, I'm probably taking that at the open. You're taking West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, and then the, the Oklahoma State-Iowa State line is actually already out. Uh, it looks consensus, but they've been putting Oklahoma lines out real early. Uh, of course, both these teams on a bye yeah. uh, last week. So it's pretty well locked in, I believe. Uh, what would you say it starts at? And then I'll tell you what it is. Um, I would actually say Iowa State by two and a half. Really? No, it's plus six and a half, Iowa State. Yeah, that's really surprising to me. I would take the Cyclones yeah. for sure. And then the final game, all three They're, of them at 11 a.m. So just like – I mean, th- this is only one source, but FPI gives Iowa State a 62% chance to win. Oh, wow, yeah. So well, this might even up this might even up uh tomorrow as more books roll in. Yeah. So if they're better than sixty forty to win straight up and you're getting six and a half points, I think that's a good deal. And then finally, the only night game next week on ESPN two with Patrick Mahomes in town, Baylor at Texas Tech. Yeah. Um before today I would have thought you'd be a slight home dog. Now I think it'll open really close to a pick'em, like maybe one or two in one direction or the other. But I'll just yeah. say I'll just say pick'em. I, I want to say minus three, but the way West Virginia opened and closed at minus four, and then got back to minus four, um, even though you're undefeated at home, I, I think they'll open Baylor as a at least a pick'em. Minus one, maybe. You think Baylor might be favored by one? No, I think Texas Tech might be favored by one. Okay. Yeah, that, that uh, I'm curious on a lot of these because a lot of them seem like toss-up-ish type games in the Big 12. Um, and I guess you've got Kansas and Texas on a bye next week, so um, which that seems a little bit fitting kind of based on where both of those programs are. 
Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us about our sponsor one more time? Yes, Gaucho's After Dark. Um, every Saturday night, Rob and I do kind of a recap, look around the Big 12. And uh, this Twitter space is sponsored by our friends at Barnett, Howard & Williams. They're a law firm in the Fort Worth area that handles catastrophic injury, family law, criminal defense. And what kind of makes them unique among other law firms in Texas is they're certified for Title IX student litigation. So if any college students needed representation in that area, uh, they're well-equipped to do that. You can learn more about them at bhwlawfirm.com. Like they always say, they hope you never need them, but they're here for you if you do. All right, any uh, final thoughts? Any final speakers? My uh, phone may not make it too much longer, but if it uh, dies, I'll just go out there and talk to Kyle. Yeah, I'm on I'm on 7%, so um, I don't have much longer well, either. Let, let's do this. Let's wrap it up tonight and uh, have a recap tomorrow afternoon for everybody. Yeah, and if you want to send in questions on our Discord mailbag, you can join the Discord at patreon.com slash gamblinggauchos, and we'll do kind of an in-depth review of Texas Tech, West Virginia, and then, of course, later in the week, our preview of Texas Tech, Baylor, and some other picks around the Big 12 once those lines are out. So we hope everybody tunes in for that. Love y'all. Love y'all. Y'all have a good one.